0: Howdy, y'all, and welcome to The Daily Grind. I'm your host, John Spencer, and this is a special Friday because joining me today is my very good friend, Maritza Signs. almost She is someone who works with me at Tarrant County College, uh, but her family is also the folks who are Fort Worth's own Latin Express Band, and I'll have a link to their website in the show notes. So we are attempting a take two. I know I launched one that had some bad echoes and I couldn't live with it. So without further ado, we're going to get this show on the road. And again, Maritza, thank you for joining me on this edition of The Daily Grind.
1: No, it's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of this.
0: Well, it's that part of The Daily Grind where it's time to brew your brain. It's Friday, June 16th, and in 1858, Abraham Lincoln gave his A House Divided Against Itself Cannot Stand speech. Hey, Marisa, you know who, who Abraham Lincoln was quoting when he used that phrase? No. Jesus. Mm. That's actually, one of those things that came right out of the Gospels, I know we give it you know, to Abraham Lincoln, and he's talking about the nation, but um, that's actually a quote out of the Bible. And in 1938, on June 16th, the planet Krypton blew up. (gasps) I know. You can only find that in DC Comics. In 2010, Bhutan became the first country to institute a total ban on tobacco. I don't know Mm -hmm. what their stance is on vaping. (laughs) In 2016, Shanghai Disneyland Park, the first Disney park in mainland China, opened to the public. Mm. I know. And I guess as a show of appreciation, Disney decided to make that less than desirable live action Mulan movie. Mm -hmm. I really love the animated version of that. Me too. June 16th is Bloomsday. Hey, Marisa, do you know what Bloomsday is? I'm thinking it has something to do about blooming something, flowers or something. What I thought, too. thought it was going to be some floral holiday. It's actually the day that celebrates Irish writer James Joyce.
1: Wait, but there's no bloom in there? no. No. no.
0: I don't know why they call it that either. Um, It's also, June 16th is also Fudge Day. It's Arborist Appreciation Day. And um, so, you know, even if you are a little shy, go out on a limb and thank an arborist. (laughs) And it's also National Flip-Flop Day. And believe it or not, that has nothing to do with politics. It's actually about the footwear you wear at the beach. (laughs) Well, now it's that time on the daily grind to sharpen your wit. Maritza, again, I'm so glad you're with me this morning. Do you know that you can lead a horse to water, but a pencil must be lead? (laughs) Even though graphite in there, not lead, but what are you going to (laughs) do? Have you ever noticed that when we want another person's thoughts, we say, I'll give you a penny for your thoughts. But when we offer up our own, we always say we're putting our two cents in. I think we all value our own opinions twice as much as anybody else's. Yep. <clears throat> you know, before the camera was invented, no one had ever been able to see themselves with their eyes closed.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, um, I was brushing my teeth this morning and it dawned on me that when you brush your teeth, you're actually cleaning your skeleton. That's true. I know. Part of your skeleton is showing when you smile really big.
1: I literally am smiling at myself, looking in the mirror and saying, wow. (laughs) Hey,
0: Maritza, what? (laughs) What would you do if you could become a dog for the day?
1: Oh, I'd sleep all day. <laughs>
0: I think, I think, yeah, looking at thinking of Lola. Thinking yeah, of absolutely. Dog, a lot of sleeping. Might bark at some things. I don't know. I want to see what it's like to bury something. But I would tell <laughs> you what I would want to do. I would hope that I would not have to meet any new dogs during that day. Uh. I know, I know. Because I'd be wanting to shake, and they'd probably be wanting to get to know me some other way. <laughs> you know, uh one year for for Father's Day, Marcy bought me a universal remote. And I can remember looking at that thing and thinking her gift changes everything. <laughs>
1: You know okay, you know, I've heard it before and it's still funny every time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I'm gonna pass out. Okay,
0: all right, (laughs) Doug. Oh, I'm so glad I invited you. Hey, well, here's that time uh, where we're going to try to enrich our faith a little bit. And I'm going to say the title of today's Daily Grind podcast is really that you should never read a Bible verse. A
1: Bible verse.
0: Yeah, that's my advice. You should never read a Bible verse. I think it's the worst thing you can do.
1: But isn't that what all of them are, are just Bible verses?
0: Yeah, but you don't want to read just one. You want to read a whole bunch. You want to read the ones in front of it and the ones behind it. Because I think sometimes we just go pick one out. Man, we can miss what's going on there in the whole book. And and typically about what was being written. So I think there's five W's to any passage in the Bible that we come to. And the first one is, like, who wrote it? What genre is it? Because there's all kinds of genres in the Bible. There's poetry, there's music, there's history, there's prophecy. I mean, so it's important to know kind of what the genre is, Um, when it was written, where did it go or who was it written to and why was it written? And I think you need to look at all those before you decide whether or not you can go and say, hey, this is a promise for me or. Was it really for someone else? You need to think about those things where we go picking out um, things to be our favorite life first kind of stuff. In fact, here's an example. I'll try to just ruin Jeremiah 29 11 for everybody this morning. <laughs> 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 that's, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeremiah 29 11, very famous verse out of the Bible says, for I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord, plans for wholeness and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. now that's a often quoted verse. You will find it in gift shops, you'll find it on mugs, plaques, pens, keychains, everything in between. That's sweet yeah, but when you look at the book of Jeremiah. It was written to God's people, so that telling them that because of their, their continued disobedience, that they would be conquered, and that Jerusalem and the temple would be destroyed by the Babylonians, and that they would be hauled off in exile to a foreign country. I mean, there is a lot of bad news in this book. Now, twenty nine eleven, man, it stands there like this little beacon of hope. That even though they're being punished for disobeying God, God is still going to be faithful to his promises and bring them back to this promised land so that they would call on him and live in fellowship with him like he intended. Because that's ultimately what God wants from us is to have us be in a right relationship with him. But you go, that sounds pretty peachy. 12 through 14 of Jeremiah 29. But then he goes on and he promises destruction on all those who falsely promised to the Jews an easy life, even if they ignored God. That's like verses 15 through 32. God's not promising an easy life, nor is he saying everything's going to be fine and dandy, really quite the opposite. Uh, Jesus said in this world, you're going to have trouble. I've read the book, Bible, again, it, life, we all know it, it can be rough, but God will be faithful to his promises. And in this instance, with the Jews, he will be faithful to restore them to their original purpose to live in fellowship with him. That's what that hope and future means. It doesn't mean that you'll get a good score on a test or you'll have a large bank account. It's not health and prosperity. It's, it's a life of fellowship with him. And I think when you think about that, Jeremiah 2011 becomes pretty heavy with meaning. And I don't know that all those little trinkets that we've developed a cottage industry over could bear up under its true weight. I don't know. I'm just thinking. So, and if, and if we go through and cherry pick, pull out verses, um, and just move on to the next one, we miss sometimes uh, what the Bible really is all about. Um, so here's going to be my kind of quick, uh, and Marisa, obviously ask some questions, stop if you want to, when I'm thinking about the Bible, knowing how we approach it. One of the places I begin is understanding that the Bible, while it was, I believe was written for us. It was not written to us. It's a very ancient text. Uh, it's and it's also not a book; it's a library. It's a collection of books uh, written by a lot of different authors over thousands and thousands of years on different continents and different languages, but they all come together to tell a story and reveal God's promise to restore humanity to Himself to restore humanity to one another, and to creation. Those were all the things that got broken uh, in the fall. But reading a random Bible verse, you can miss that main point. So I also think that a lot of people go and pick things out of the Bible because they approach it uh, for the wrong reasons. Um, And here's the thing. When you go and read a random Bible verse, you're reading it for yourself as if it was written to simply be a guidebook or a life boost for our self-esteem when we need it. And and if that's how you're approaching the Bible, I would ask you to maybe rethink how you're going. Um, but brace yourself and keep on listening. Uh, here's the other thing that I'm thinking about this book is that the Bible isn't about us. It's about God. Uh, I think what the biblical narrative Especially in the gospels, when we're seeing the account of Christ's passion, his torture, his murder on the cross, and his coming back to life in the resurrection, they all reveal that ultimate truth. While I'm not always understanding God's working and why he's doing what he's doing and why things are happening the way they are, I can trust his intentions because the God who's in charge of everything. And works behind the scenes is also the God who is willing to your suffering. I mean, he's the one that I can pour out my emotions to. I can shout at him. I can cry alongside him. I can seek comfort. I can find peace in him. Though I I, I may not understand or comprehend all of his ways because he's the creator. I'm just a critter. But his heart is evident to me because of how the cross laid bare his sacrificial love. Um, and so we have a God that can empathize with those who suffer. And it's not just because he's an all knowing God, but because he personally experienced pain. So when you're approaching the Bible, uh, maybe don't go to it to say hey, what's in it for me, you might be missing the point. Uh, But approach it to say, what can I learn and how can I learn to love God more through this? Because if we're looking for verses to support anything, we'll find, you know, if you if you want to go to the Bible and find a a justification for slavery, you'll find it in there. If you want to find um, a verse to abolish slavery, you'll find that, too. If you want to find verses to oppress people. Uh, You'll find them. If you want to look for verses to liberate and honor the marginalized, you'll find them. If you look for reasons to wage war, you'll find it. And if you're looking for reasons to promote peace, you'll find them. If you want to look for an outdated, irrelevant, ancient text, you will find it. And if you're looking for truth, believe me, you will find it there. Um, I think that when we come to the Bible, most of us come, I'm too this of coming with my own assumptions, my own biases, and I just want to find something that will validate them. Instead, I think what I need to do is come and let this holy, sacred text interrogate my assumptions, challenge my biases, and and help me to grow to see other people in the way that God sees them, to see God's heart for the conditions that are in this world so that we are people who want to love mercy and seek justice and walk humbly before a God that wants to be with us. I mean, if you want violence in this world, you'll always find a weapon. But if you want to heal, you will always find a balm if you're looking for it. I think that's what Jesus meant when he said, ask and it'll be given seek and you'll find knock and the door will be opened so again thanks for joining maritza and i on this special friday edition co-hosted edition of the daily grind and um try not to ever read a bible verse read a whole bunch (laughs) you got anything that i said that leaves you with a question or i do i actually have um like three questions
1: So my first question is, where in the Bible can I find that my husband needs to go put gas in my car later on? (laughs) That's one. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) My second question is, um, I'm a little confused. So I really thought (laughs) Jeremiah was a bullfrog (laughs) and was a good friend of yours. But I guess (laughs) I was also mistaken on that, too. And just to FYI, the minute you talked about Jeremiah, that's the first thing that popped into my mind.
0: (laughs) Great. Now I'm going to have that song stuck in my head all day.
1: I know. It's like, you hear it too, you're like, what's a good friend of mine? (laughs) My last and my serious question is, um, so literally, probably about three months ago, I was discussing um, some stuff with my friends, and a friend of mine made a comment about that the book of jeremiah he made a comment saying that you know that is actually about if you are not obedient or if you not uh, are true to your word god is like he's going to i guess punish your disobedience or he's just not going to to help you i mean he will if you believe in a kind god i guess but like that's how he interpreted it and i did not know that that passage the 29 is would you say jeremiah 29:11 mm-hmm. or verse um, I didn't know that that was a part of the book of Jeremiah because it's such, like you had said, like it's like a beacon of hope for most Christians and you see it everywhere. Like you see it on people's shirts and you see it in their car and you see them write it down um, all the time. And I didn't realize that such a, a lovely uh, passage or verse is a part of that um, book. And so that was actually, I learned something uh, oh, today. So thank you. Yeah,
0: and that that hope... It needs to show up where it does, because it's in the middle of a bunch of just heartbreaking news. Um, but ultimately, it's about restoration. And I, think, I think one of the themes in this whole book is it's always going to be a theme of redemption. Maritza, thank you so much for joining me on the Daily Grind this Friday.
1: Absolutely. And I had fun.
0: I, I hope that you guys have a fantastic show tonight. Oh,
1: thank uh, you.
0: Yeah. And again, the link to the, the Latin Express band uh, will be in the show notes. So check them out because they are one of Fort Worth's best treasures and too often a best kept secret.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's a true statement. Well, thank so, you for letting me be a part of this, John. And uh, it is a Father's Day uh, dance today. And I have the privilege of getting to share the stage with my dad so I am actually excited <laughs> to spend Father's Day weekend with him and tonight with him.
0: And perform it. That's yeah. so cool. Hey, well, let me close this in in prayer. And so, Father, thank you for your word. Help us to not try to master it, but let it really kind of have mastery over us. Let us come to it and, and really find you there. Um, and as a result of that, help us be transformed. Help us be people who love better and, uh, live at peace. Those of us that are claimed to follow you, Lord, you said that the world would know who we are by the way we love each other. Let us live that out. I thank you for my friend Maritza. I thank you for her just compassionate, loving, oversized heart. Um, that's always an encouragement to me and, uh, Lord, just help us be mindful of the fact that uh, you have something to say to us thanks that the holy spirit can make that word come alive and we pray all this in the name of jesus amen yeah and as maritza said this weekend's father's day if you got a father don't forget him i know i always feel like mother's day is like a five course meal and father's day is like a frozen hungry man dinner <laughs> uh, <laughs> So see that that doesn't happen. Anyway, Marisa, thank you. And uh, yeah, and if and if time works out, we'll, we just might make this a Friday thing. Sounds good to me. I'm in. All right. Bye-bye. All right, bye.